You're watching KCMI TV. Well, I want to talk to you today about the power of the remnant. And uh, it's been on my heart. Um, the remnant literally means it's, it's the survivor. It's the remnant. It's the, uh, it's the last part of something. And, uh, you know, you and I as believers were in a time where it, it looks like, you know, there has been a real decline uh, in the church. We see so many um, reversals of, on the Word of God. But this shouldn't surprise us because the Bible has been very clear when Jesus begins to give the earmarks in Matthew 24 about signs of the last times. Uh, he said this, he said, uh, the love of many shall wax cold. I believe Paul talks about this. He says, the love of many shall wax cold. And boy, we are in a time where we are seeing so many people who have professed Christianity and call themselves Christians that all of a sudden, when they're being forced to really stand for the word of God, uh, they're going the other way. And uh, one of the verses that, that the Bible talks about here in the um, Second Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 3, he said this, he said, there is going to be a falling away. And so uh, I think the dilemma for a lot of Christians is they think because the church has had a decline or we've seen a lot of people who have professed to be Christians begin to reverse their belief system that the church is in trouble. Not so. Just because the church gets smaller doesn't mean it's weaker. In fact, the remnant, it may be smaller in number, but it never is, it never loses its power, never loses its anointing, never loses its strength, doesn't get weaker. It remains constant because we are the body of Christ. And uh, in the season that we're in, uh, I, I'm thinking of the scripture where Elijah was seeking the Lord and he was in a time where the Bible said that Israel really didn't know who Jehovah was. And he, you know, goes to the top of the mountain in Mount Carmel and calls fire down from heaven. And then he tells the Lord in a, in a moment where he is discouraged, he said, God, he said, I'm the only one left. And the Lord said, not so, Elijah. He said, I have 7,000 men who have never bowed their knee to Baal. And I want to encourage you in this thought that God still has a powerful church. And it is the remnant that is going to make the difference. The church can get smaller, but it cannot die because it is the body of Christ, and we are sustained by resurrection power of the Lord. So it doesn't matter who rails against us. I'm, I'm thinking of the verse in, uh, in Revelations chapter 12 and verse 17, and it says in the dragon, and we know this, the scripture says the dragon is the devil. It says the dragon is wroth with the woman or angry with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed. Who is the remnant? Who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. There is nothing, I think, that terrifies the devil more in the earth right now is the fact that there is a remnant of God that is alive and well.
You may wound us, but we will heal. You can't kill us. You can't destroy us. You can't make the church disappear because she is the remnant of the Lord. And Paul said this in Romans, um, perhaps I think maybe it was chapter 12. He said, there still remains a remnant. That small group of men and women who will not sell out, who will not bow to the system of the age. Um, when, when you go back in the scriptures, uh, Jesus is talking about this, and he's talking about harvest. And he said the harvest is great. He said the fields are white. He said the issue is that the laborers are few. He said pray that the Lord would send laborers into the harvest. I believe with all my heart that we're getting ready here, in this, even starting in this year of 23, that we're going to begin to see a real harvest of souls. I'm not talking about people who just move from one church to the next, but people who have never known Christ that are going to give their hearts to the Lord. And I think that the laborers that God is talking about here is the remnant. He said the laborers are few. And we cannot let the devil begin to make us think that because we're not mighty or we're not wealthy, uh, we're not, we don't have perhaps <clears throat> the, the voice in the earth that the wicked has, then that we, that we can't accomplish anything. Corinthians says this, the Lord takes the foolish things to confound the wise. And when you and I <clears throat> are in the spirit realm, uh, there is something about the power of the remnant that God does amazing things. This is in the book of Joel, and this is chapter 2. Uh, this whole chapter is talking about uh, the power of the remnant. And verse 32, it says, And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance, as the Lord has said, and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. The, the remnant is it's what has survived. It's, it's what's been through the process. And for all of, all of us, me and you, that have been through such difficult times, but we are still standing strong in the Lord. We are the remnant. It is the remnant that's going to make the difference in this hour. You can persecute us, but we will survive. When you go back to the dark ages of 1,100-year period and somewhere around 30 million Christians are wiped out, even in that time, there was a remnant. And the only reason that the counterfeit exists in the earth today is because there is, hallelujah, a genuine. And when you, uh, when you read the scriptures of the tares and the wheat, the Bible says that the, that the men who worked in the field came to Christ, the servants of the Lord, and to the husbandmen of the vineyard. They said, there are tares in the field among the wheat. And they said, can we gather them up? And the Lord said, no. And this is very interesting. He says, let them both grow together. 
He said, because right now, if you pull up the tares, you'll pull up the wheat also with them. He said, let them both grow until harvest. And at harvest time, he said, I will send angels and they will begin to pull up the tares and remove them from the field. Um, one of the things that I think confuses a lot of believers is we look at the wickedness that's in the earth. We look at wicked politicians and leaders and the wolves in sheep's clothing and they seem to prosper. And we think, God, why won't, why won't you do something about that? It's not the lack of judgment on the wicked that God's dealing with. He said, it's not the wicked I'm concerned with. He said, it's the maturing of the wheat. So he said, I have to let the terror stay in the field. He said, I will deal with them. But he said, my, my vision, he said, my goal is to allow the wheat to grow to a point that they have roots in the ground that they cannot up, be uprooted. And in the moment when God looks at the wheat and says, it's ready for harvest, he immediately then begins to remove the tares. He did not delay judgment because he condoned them. He delayed judgment so the righteous could grow. Same thing with Noah. You, when you look in, in Noah's day, <clears throat> Noah was the remnant. The Bible said that when God looked on the earth, he repented that he made man, and yet it says Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. When you look at the ark and judgment comes, there's only eight people out of the entire earth that are in that boat that are still alive. God preserves a remnant. There is a preservation, preservation anointing that's on God's people right now. And it doesn't matter if we're small in number because I'm telling you that there is, there's the same power that's in the remnant in the earth right now as there was on the day of Pentecost. Just because you're small in number doesn't mean you're weak in power, you're weak in authority, you're weak in anointing. It's the same anointing, the same power, the same authority that has always been on the church. And when God looks at Noah, he, he goes years could be 60, 70 years. We don't know how long it took Noah to build the ark. And in that time, the Bible said that the wicked partied. They had a good time. Uh, you know, if it had been in our day that he didn't go to church, they practiced sin. And here's Noah over here just dedicating himself every day to building the ark. And there had to be times when Noah thought, Lord, I'm the only one. And the Lord was saying, no, he said, I am preserving you for this day that is coming. And the moment the ark was finished, God brings deliverance to Noah. And what deliverance was to Noah was judgment to the wicked. There is a remnant right now in the earth that is going to accomplish the will of God. Everything that God has promised, everything that God has said is going to happen. And God already has enough believers in the earth to accomplish his will. And if you keep the testimony of Jesus Christ, you're part of the remnant. And you know, there, there can't be remnant 
unless there was something more to start with. And somewhere over time and somewhere through the process, there was a whittling down. But doesn't God always wait until it's a small number many times before he accomplishes a purpose? He did with Gideon. Gideon was the remnant of 32,000 people, he and 300 men. God just kept bringing it down because the remnant is the most powerful part of God. And I want to encourage you that for all of us who are believers, and we think, Lord, why are we going through such tough times? As Revelation says it. It says the enemies are angry, and he has come down to make war with the remnant. This is what's going on right now in government, in nations, around the world, is the enemy has had some success. The, the numbers perhaps are not as great as they used to be. There's been the falling away. But what the enemy is trying to do is eradicate completely Christians. That's never going to happen. Because the Bible says there will come a day when the Lord will sound the trumpet, the skies will open up, and he's coming back for a church without spot, wrinkle, or blemish. That is the remnant. You will survive. You are powerful. You are anointed. The strength of God is in you. You hold your ground. Don't you let the enemy make you feel like, God, there's nobody out there. I'm the only one. Do not let the enemy isolate you. But you get in the Holy Ghost. You pray in the Spirit until you can, by the Spirit, begin to see that God has a people in this hour who are going to rise up and be strong in the Lord. So hold your ground. Devil can make war with the remnant all he wants, but he's still going to lose in the end because we are triumphant in the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, God bless you. Thank you for sharing some time with me as we've talked about what God is saying. Stay strong, be encouraged, and I'll see you next week. For more information about Kent Christmas Ministries International or Regeneration Nashville, go to kentchristmas.org or regenerationnashville.org. And for the latest updates or videos, follow us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. God bless you.